Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, wherever you are in the world. I am Russell Toby. And I'm Robert Diamond. This is Talk Art. Welcome to Talk Art. How are you today, Robert? Today, Russell, I am feeling visionary. Ooh. And I'm feeling visionary in Munich. Yes, we're in Munich. Why are we in Munich, Rob? Well, Russell, for over 50 years, that's right, 50 years, the BMW Group has initiated and been engaged in hundreds of cultural collaborations worldwide. And we've been working with BMW right since the early days of Talkart, um, thanks to the wonderful Hedwig Solis Weinstein, who was a listener and then decided to invite us to collaborate. And as many of our listeners will know, we've been at Freeze and we've done like Hauser and Worth trips and we've done all kinds of things across the UK. Jupiter Artland, Jupiter Artland, Edinburgh, yeah. And we, we've often met many cool new emerging voices thanks to the BMW group culture. And yeah, we've really loved our partnership with them. And they are based in Munich. And this is a kind of a amazing um, city and it has a really rich history for art as well there's loads of great museums here and we've been talking for years about coming here and finally we've made the pilgrimage to BMW's centre and um, we're actually in a BMW car right now driving through the city and we are here to meet the amazing artist Julie Meritu who um, is actually an old friend of mine I've known her since I think 2004 um, and we hadn't seen each other for like a decade and it's been so wonderful to um, finally get this opportunity to reconnect with her she is currently behind the scenes making a brand new art car now the art car is this amazing kind of central pillar within the whole cultural commitment of bmw and this year in 2024 the art car is going to be racing at le mans the very famous race track um and race kind of competition and it's going to be a car designed by the artist julie maritou so we're going to go and see it for the first time this is just just some facts about this this is the art car number 20 um you might have heard before we interviewed jeff coons on an edition he made and he made an art car in 2010. But other artists that have done this over the years, this legacy is really rich, have been Alexander Calder, David Hockney. Yeah. Uh, Jenny Holzer. Jenny Holzer. There's been many, many, many. And Julie Meritou is uh, the latest to do that. And it's a real privilege for us to be here in Munich talking to Julie Meritou about this car. Yeah, and it's really cool to think of a race car as an art object. And there's a kind of story of dynamism. And I know that um, Julie's work is often described with that kind of work of dynamism and yeah, motion. And space and speed. Yeah, and energy. We love the energy, don't we? We love energy. <laughs> um, yeah, anyway, I'm really into this idea of kind of the pinnacle of motorsports meeting a kind of great artist of our times, because I really think Julie is one of the greats. Yeah, but um, these rolling sculptures, as they are given in parenthesis are a fascinating representation of what happens at the intersection of motorsports and design, art and technology, Rob. That's right, and it's more than just a car. It's a story of engagement with the social realities and cultural discourses across Africa with the Translocal Media Workshop series, which is going to be hosted by Julie Meritu and BMW at the end of 2024 and for large parts of 2025. And she's got a number of collaborators, as she often does, actually. Julie is really generous and is constantly through her career highlighted other artists other thinkers across all different mediums and I'm really interested in the kind of bringing together of science and art as well in everything that she does me too 
before we go and meet Julie Meritu at uh, there seems to be a lot of secret garages and secret lockups everywhere where all this process is happening so we're really going incognito to visit all these places but before we do that we have been invited to uh, a garage which is called the secret garage the secret garage where... I mean, how more exciting can you get <laughs> in Munich and we're on our way there now to find yeah. out what actually happens in this secret garage so this is a, a segue before we meet Julie Meritu so this is very exciting isn't it the other thing we're going to do is go to the headquarters which is an amazing architect design building um, and it's right next to BMW Welt which is like the world of BMW and also the BMW Museum and we're going to go and go around all of those but we're going to see the Gerhard Richter paintings and we've been wanting to see these Richter paintings for ages I'm a really big Richter fan but Russell's never been that convinced have you Russ? It's certain it's certain you know, these paintings I'm really excited to see in person. There's certain uh, areas of Richter that I've always sort of struggled with and want to know more. But that's what art is. You're meant to look at the things that you find hard and recognise why. And that's all what, you know, it's all subjective. Well, yeah, and also you're learning. And sometimes always the learning. things you don't like actually are the things you'll end up loving like most you. in a way. Like me. <laughs> <laughs> so Gerhard Richter, for those who don't know, is one of the most significant painters at, at work today. But obviously, back in the 70s, when he made this triptych, um, it's called Red, Yellow and Blue. He wasn't that famous at all and actually probably hadn't really been established in the way that he is now. And it's really interesting that BMW at that point had spotted his talent and decided to commission him for these giant paintings and they're huge they're probably like i don't know 300 centimeters yeah Yeah. three meters wide they're really big works and they've recently undergone incredible kind of renovation and restoration with the studio's assistance um because obviously if they've been hanging there for like 50 years Mm. um you're going to get a bit of dust on them and um weathering i guess so they've just um also climate controlled them for the first time which is really cool um to protect the, the legacy of them yeah so we're really excited to see sort of see his mark making and I will be posting some photos of his paintings, which is great. So we are about to stop now in the car and we're going to enter the secret garage, which has the history of all the BMW cars, their kind of collection. Here we go. All right, so we just pulled up at the secret garage, which is... Oh, I'm so excited. Are you excited? Yeah, and it's all snowy outside. It's about minus nine here in Munich, and there's snow in all the trees. It's like we're in a magical sort of fairy tale. Oh, I'm right, just going right. to undo my belt. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, so we're going to get out of the car now. Right, you take this then. You get out your side. Okay. Yeah. This is exciting, isn't it? <laughs> Secret garage. How's it going? So we are here with Tom. Tom, introduce yourself. Who are you? What do you do? Thanks for coming to BMW Group Classic. I'm Tom Tischler from BMW Classic Services. and I'm taking care of the collection and also of the beautiful cars of our customers that they be maintained, repaired and restored, of course. Are they like classic cars? Yes, from 1923, motorcycles. And then also the Dixies, the up to... 2004, 2005, set 8s, everything. Wow. And now we go in the secret chamber of the classic cars here at BMW Classic. We open the door like Aladdin. <laughs> Amazing. So we're now in front of a secret doorway. That, that, is, <laughs> that, a, that so is a speedy exciting. shutter, Tom. That is. I feel like we're in a James Bond oh film. Oh, my God. Which actually, they had a James Bond car yesterday when we were at the um, museum that had been in the movies. All oh, right, this is wild. Wow. Look Wow-y. at all these cars. So, Tom, what, what are we looking at in here? 
We're looking uh, here at uh, a part of the BMW Classic Collection. We have about 1,500 cars and motorcycles, but this is just a, a quick glance of the of the classic cars which we have. It's a preview from the from the first car based on the often Austin 7. It's what we call Dixie, up to the lab motorsport cars, Formula One, and as well the new new cars which we see in the in the back here as well. And uh, yeah, motorcycle we have last year we had a hundred years of uh, BMW motorcycles. Really? Yes. That's so cool. So yeah. When did this all get set up? Did this start from the beginning? People would buy cars and then if they needed them repaired, refurbished, they would come to you? Yeah, basically here at the, at the location where we are, this is the, the location where BMW has been 1918 to 1922, where it really all started. If you look at the left-hand side, you see pictures of the, <laughs> of the workers here, and we had to restore everything like it was according to the restrictions of originality here. Ah, oh, like, like it's a conservation kind of project. Definitely. Wow. Definitely. Oh, yeah, because so all the windows you, are the you same. You've the got pictures, the crystal windows. The, the pictures are the same. If you look at the witch pictures, you mm. see the windows, the stairs. And that's also, it's a little bit chilly in here mm. because, of course, we have to also take care of the originality of the building. So in the, in the winter, it can be cold. In the summer, it's hot. But... <laughs> That's it is, and the cars love it. The cars love it. There we go. Oh, I love that green one. Yeah. Now, I'm noticing something. They're all in pristine condition, and they, they look really healthy, these cars, considering they're so old. How Unlike do you. Actually, you. <laughs> how do you look after these old-timers? Yeah, we have, we have especially with, uh, with the, you know, those cars belong to the BMW AG, so we better take care of those. <laughs> And of course, we have a regu regularly maintenance of the cars, driving, uh, oil change, everything. And of course, they kept always in in prestige conditions as well. So we really take care that they, everyone is taking the cars with a lot of care. How big is the team here? All in all, from the workshop, it's uh, about 20 to 25 people. But there are, of course, more people here taken care of with all the, the like uh, international logistics we have the right partners to transport the cars for example to goodwood festival of speed and everything oh, oh wow. right yes so you get to sort of share them with the world and yes definitely that's that's what we want we want to, sh to show the the history of the bmw group worldwide that's why the cars go to the uk to china pebble beach wherever amazing do you have a favorite car here my favorite car is the BMW 328 from 1936, 37. Should we walk over let's and go, see Let's it? go, let's go. Why is this your favorite car? Because from this car, here we especially have the, the Millimilia version, because this car Whoa. is... Whoa! This car, uh, at that time, it's a lightweight car. It's a two-liter engine with originally 80 horsepower. But after that, then, with that car, 140 horsepower. It's a, a very light car to handle, easy, like a master of cornering, like a mini. It's super, and it's very reliable. We drove the Millimilia over 20 times with the car, and this is the original car which has won the Millimilia. Wow. So from that point of view, it's for me, it's the best car. That's it looks really like a silver cloud to me. Why could this not be made now? Could this be 
refurbished and, and reproduced and someone like myself could drive this? Of course, there are replicas, uh, but uh, from that point of view, uh, you can rebuild the car, but original is original. Yeah. Um, it's really interesting seeing this because it's such a sporty model. And we're about to go and meet Julie Meritu, who's currently yeah, the, the collaborator for the art car. Yeah. And she's obviously uh, making a race car that's going to be in Le Mans. But it's interesting seeing the history of the kind of speed and the idea of velocity and kind of lightness within travel in this car. That's, that's, that's for sure. And I know I met her when she was here and she yeah. was looking at the design and breathing in all the, the atmosphere here and from the race cars. And we jumped from one race car to to the other, which we, which we can do now, if you like. Yeah. We just go around, and then you see here the the E30 M3, the most famous race car from the MW, who has won every international prize, which is possible oh, wow. for, for that car. So cool. You must have met quite a lot of artists, and I guess, over the years, because um, BMW is always collaborating with artists. Have you ever noticed which cars artists like the most? Basically, it's, there, are, there are two kinds of. On the one hand, Everyone is fascinated by the race cars yeah. and also by the beauty of the 507. Those are because from the design, it's Graf Götz, it's, it's super, so that's why they, they really love that car. What era is that car? Uh, in the 50s. I was going to say, it looks really, it's it kind of makes 50s. me think of like Marilyn Monroe or so, yeah. Hollywood yeah, or something. This, was, this, was, this car was um, the answer to conquer the American market. So the car next to it looks like there's a barista who's going to work in in the boot. Is that a coffee machine that's in the back of that one? No, this is a, no. This is this is. I just wanted to come to that car as well, because you, you just asked me about what the artists like the most. It's of course the 507, the 328, but on the other side, the so-called Baroque Engel 502, and this is a, a very special car. And what you ask me here this is a tap we we restored the car completely of course we we kept the originality and we can bring it back to real life for driving but in that case this is our 502 bar so you can bring in a keg and then you can have a beautiful original bavarian beer <laughs> for a party and we have a so that's very cool obviously people have to drink and drive responsibly <clears throat> <Yes>. <laughs> But you can have a but nice you, you, party of in the garden. You have non-alcoholic beers. Oh yes, that's true. Oh my god, that's so, so iconic, that's, though. That's I love it. Good. Also, what was Elvis's favorite car? Because I heard that Elvis Presley had a car that he really loved. Elvis five or seven. Yeah, so it's the yellow car. The custard car. Oh wow. Yeah, it's it's that's basically a five or seven, which also Elvis drove in in. This actual model, not not this actual model. This the current, I think the 507 currently is the, in the museum, displayed in the museum, and um, it was it was clear that uh, when they gave Elvis the 507 in the beginning it was white. So today you make a selfie with with someone, okay, to to get an, uh, a good remembrance. What they the girls did, they did two things. First of all, they wrote down their telephone number with a <laughs> lipstick on the white card. This is number one, which is not that bad. But number two is they picked out parcels of the color paint to take home. So I have something from Elvis. Oh, car. like a memento. I, I, they would chip out bits yes, of the I, car I, paint. I talked with a, with a gentleman in, in, the, in Pebble Beach who was a friend, a close friend to, to Elvis at that time. And he told us the story that the lipstick was not the issue, but taking 
out parts of the of the material of the the paint job that's why the car had to be repainted and then he painted it red wow that's uh, an amazing story well somewhere in the world there's these little chips of elvis's white painted car <laughs> in somebody's yeah. loft somewhere god i i feel like i'm being transported it's incredible these are history, like kind of yeah. talisman to the past somehow yeah. it's really yeah what an amazing would you would you say this was a museum it's it's part of it's part of the BMW museum, yes, of course. Right. And but if you go to the first four cylinder, then you see all the other beautiful cars and the motorcycles, Mini here, Rolls Royce, everyone. Yeah, well, and we're the four cylinder we're going to head to. That's yeah. where the Gerhard Richter. Thank you so so much for talking to us today. Yeah, of course. You're Thank welcome. you, Tom. So exciting. So we are currently <laughs> behind the scenes. We've driven an hour out of Munich yeah. into the countryside. And the Bavarian countryside. The Bavarian countryside. And it's been snowing today. And literally every single forest we drive past, I'm like, I love the forests here, Russ. I love all the snow in the You're trees. very romantic today. And he's falling asleep next to me. But we, uh, <laughs> we, we've gone into these sort of demountables, I guess they'd be called. You'd have no idea from the outside what's going on. And we've walked inside and uh, we are face to face with an incredible artist. And... What we're about to see is going to be so exciting. Should we say hello to our artist friend? Yeah, we'd like to welcome to Talk Art, Julie, Julie Meritu. Hi, Julie. Hi, how are you? <laughs> how are you doing? You guys are amazing. <laughs> <laughs> You're amazing. So we're literally about to walk in to see your BMW art car, and it's a draft. Yeah. So you're currently in the process. You've been in Munich for 24 hours? Not even. How are you feeling? Great. Good. Oh, good. <laughs> you come from the States and you feel great. No, I came, I came from Venice. Oh, I was okay. in Venice because I'm working on an installation in Venice right now as well. Wow. Okay, busy. Yeah. W when does that open? Opens in March, middle oh, of March. Great. Palazzo Grazzi. Oh, yes, great. Yeah. Oh, cool. hang on, I can see it from a distance. So before we go in, so is this the first time you've been in Munich? No. How many times have you been here? I don't know, four or five times. And all for, all for a BMW? For BMW and another project okay. in glass that I've been also working on here. But usually, I mean, it really started with BMW. And what, what has this process been like for you? Super instructive and exciting. Like, I, I wasn't a big person in motorsports before, although I really love cars. And now I've gotten kind of really immersed in this whole world, and it's incredible. It's just, it's just like a different, it's a whole different world than I had ever thought. And it's exhilarating. It's like, it's a whole different kind of energy that goes into it. And it's such an enormously collaborative project with, on, on all these levels, from the designers, the industrial designers, to the, the, the engineers. It's all about create, creating dreams. I mean, it's really this form of, of creative thinking that I, that I find the most infe like instructive and infecting, you know? When I heard it was you who was doing the art car, because the art car is a very special kind of pillar within what BMW do historically, because you're following on from like Andy Warhol, David Hockney, Jenny Holzer, you know, like real icons, are, you know, of, of each of their era in a way. And I, when I heard it was you, I was like, oh my God, like you're the original kind of innovator in abstract painting in our time. And I think in, in each generation, there are maybe like two or three people that are cultural figures. And for me, you are definitely one of them. That's it. Thank you. And the thing I respect so much about you is the fact that you are always innovating and you never just stopped you know when you first started getting well known for the kind of paintings you were making you you immediately just kept moving and you know all the way up to your recent white cube show where you made the collaboration with um neri Bagraman, but the amazing installation where you kind of 
had the human body involved and the viewers and the building involved in the painting because yeah. of the translucent materials. So it must have just been such an amazing, exciting pairing to suddenly think about a 3D object. I mean, it was completely, yeah. At the beginning, I, I, when, I, when, they, when I was first called upon, when they called me with this news to do this project, I thought, how can I paint a car? I can't paint a car. And, and I really didn't think it was a possibility. It wasn't until later, and COVID, and Thomas Gerst's kind of continuous insistence on just consider it, maybe it's possible, come to Munich, see what we've done in the past, go, th- go through the museum. And, of course, Jenny Holzer's car is one of the ones that I re- really was, like, taken by. Yes. Um, as well as like Frank Stella from the past, I think that's a really, and he's one of the maybe one of the only artists who actually raced, who actually is a racer, is is well, himself. A driver. Yeah, he drives not in not in Le Mans or something right. like that, but he he does. Yeah, he races in the Monticello track in upstate New York, and has two Ferraris in the studio, and you know, like insane. Oh my God, <laughs> son's a racer. I don't think he still drives. I mean, he's in his 80s now, and I don't think he's still driving. But yeah, so and you look at that car, and you can see it's like it's it's he, he for him it was this other place of creative kind of play. And when I started to th- when I was able to think of the car that way, then it really changed what it could be. And then going to Daytona last year and actually seeing what a 24-hour race really is and what goes into that, that's another moment that I was completely, like, like really excited. St- Stella's a really interesting one because yeah. apparently he hadn't really thought about 3D as much before doing this project. Oh, really? And then when he did it, it informed his paintings. Yeah. And I think his paintings obviously became very 3D and yeah. you have all that kind of body of work. But I thought it was interesting with you that there was already an interest in that because you'd already explored that in that recent right. body of work you just had in London. Right. But, that, and, and, but it's so interesting because even in those paintings, there's still about what happens inside the frame. Yes, right? and 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 the and bringing like implicating everybody else, everyone who's engaging with the work or just moving through the work or through the room, and the space, but there's still this space inside of this this space where something else can occur, and this is very different. This to me, even the way I'm thinking about the car, it's as if the car has gone through that space, whereas for Stella, I think it really became. You see the dynamism. In the, in the drawing that he put on this 3D object and then how that could then become some other form in painting is really interesting. Mm. I don't know that I've quite gotten there will this in that inform, sense. <laughs> you know what I mean? This, will this inform the rest of your practice? You said it was instructive. Do you feel like this will then I mean, I think I think it? the kind of creative play of what you could do in this space yeah. and, and how many imaginations are brought to play out on, in making something like this, not just the car itself, but the drivers and how the, and their desires and their aspirations and the designers. And so it's this place of complete, it's not like creating a product for something else, right? Like when, like other forms of creating a car to sell. This yeah. is a very different thing altogether. And, and that's what's been really interesting. Do you collaborate in other factors of your practice or is this like the first time you're really not solo you're kind of really needing the team no I really think I mean a lot of the work that I do and even conceptually like the, uh, the other artists I'm involved in in fact this sh- show in Venice that I'm working on it's um Caroline Bourgeois approached me to do this with the Palazzo Grazie and when that came up I was 
you know, one of the th my concerns was, again, I had just done a survey. How will we do something else at that scale? It takes a lot. And we started to talk about artist communities and the, and the c different forms of working co collectively and collaboratively and in discussion or in discourse. And so I'm including seven other artists that have been important wow. to me throughout the years, and their work will also be included in the show. And there are these pairings and conversations between different bodies of work and, the, and their work. Amazing. Well, before we go in quickly, can you just say what it was about Jenny Holtz's car in particular that you were drawn to? Protect me from what I want. Mm. <laughs> what about, like that line alone and that desire. I mean, that's, that, that's kind of incredible. That's what I love about her work is, is how she pulls the contradictions of what we're immersed in and what we're doing into that. And it was so succinct, right? Like, yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Do you have a favourite art car from the history? Because obviously BMW produced a really beautiful book which has the whole history. Yeah. There are so many amazing artists. Even John Baldessari saw a hilarious photo of him today holding like a kind of racing helmet, <laughs> you know, next to the car. He looked very animated and very overexcited. Very excited. Yeah. Because it's, it's, it's really, it, it, it's contagious, the, yeah. the, the, the kind of energy that, that occurs on the track and with everyone who's involved, all the engineers, all the mechanics, you know, the pit stop alone, like being in one of those spaces and how many people are involved in helping that driver do this mm. and use this car and how carefully attuned the car is or made to, for the driver. All of this stuff that I didn't even understand before. Would you say Jenny was your favorite one? Jenny's one of them. And, um, and I also really love the Stella car. I think oh, yes. Yeah, I think it's a really Stella, spe yeah. special one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How did you feel when you first got asked to do it? Were you a bit sort of like, I'm not sure I can do this? Yeah. Yeah. In fact, I, at the beginning, was like, thought I had to pass on. Really? Yeah, I was really... But that's, again, it was, it was a kind of lack of imagination on my part. I really think that. Like, and then it was after sitting with it and time passing that I became more and more interested in the challenge of what it could be. But making paintings the way you do, and even the giant installations you've done, it is quite solitary in some ways. Like, yeah. Because it's you with the work, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So in a way, this must be a, a welcome respite from that. Yeah. But maybe that's also intimidating. Yeah, but that's also what, that's, it's, it's the kind of freedom of like, just letting go and like being able to get lost in something and treat it, you know, handle it more lightly and let creative play happen in a different, in a different space. Very cool. So yeah. we're now gonna walk yeah. into the space. That's I am so already excited. getting like, my, oh my stomach God. is turning. I'm so Ooh. excited. <laughs> wow. I feel like a kid. Oh my God. So this particular, this is phenomenal and so exciting. So this particular model, did you get a choice of the body of the car or the car model that you were allowed to work on? No, I just got really fortunate. Right. <laughs> it's such, an, such a special, I think it's the first, if I'm not wrong, hybrid they, or hybrid class that they've had in these kind of races. These, and um, this is wow. really kind of, so they have par a partial you know, battery engine and I don't know, it's just, the, but it, I don't, have not seen a car that looks like this or like any of these cars in this series. So what, so you said it was the draft. So what layer is this? Because the way that you work for people listening is you, you work in layers in, in your yeah. paintings. You, yeah. What would normally happen, you do a layer, it would dry and there would be uh, moments captured within each layer and then another layer would come on and there would be this narrative that runs throughout like you're um, distilling time and space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Has that been a process that you could have you've repeated with the car well so there were that this is it took a long time to get to even an idea of how to approach this and it wasn't after again going to daytona last year um and then this is a painting that i that i showed in london 
Ah. It was one of the paintings that was in the show. And, a pa- and when I, the more and more I kept thinking about the car and I was thinking about Stella's grid because you know, I wanted there to be these moments of shouting out to previous art cars in the making of this. And mm. so the, the, I mean, it's very different, the, the kind of what happens with the halftone pattern in this car and what happens with his grid, the black and white grid that he painted and morphed and started to shift. So I was thinking about both of those things and this painting I had finished, and somehow it was just in the studio, in the studio, in the studio, while I was thinking about this, the model of the art car was there in the studio. And I thought, you know, maybe we can try and find a way to drip this painting or to have the car kind of move through that painting or in that painting. And, and then the other aspect is I wanted some form of the car kind of... Um, when the car is still, it has a particular image, and when the car moves, it, it can go into... It, get, it has a very different kind of, it blurs. The image blurs, but something else can happen with it. And I w- wanted to know, what, how, could that pl- how could we play with the glitch, the blur, and you know, the grid, like all of these, these aspects together. And so this is a painting, like I said, that, that I made. And then I gave it to, passed it on to Jackie, who works in the studio, who's there Hi, on Jackie. the computer. Hi, Jackie. Jackie's waving. This is Hi. so wild, I can't believe we're here. Oh, there's so many people stood around, by the way. There's yeah. like everybody just staring it's at us. It's a whole team, of, <laughs> team of engineers. So yeah. how do you test the blur then? Are you, are you haven't seen this in motion. Yeah, well, we, we animated it. Clara, <gasps> who's over there, also from the studio, is wow. the one who animated it in At Photoshop, speed. and we could you can see what it looks like. So uh, you can see what marks disappear, what marks become more, which are continuous or stay with the image. But again, it's also like it's 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 glitching somehow, right? Like when you, when it when it comes to a standstill, it's not it's not a blur. It's something from a painting, but it's also something that has weathered something. It's also something that's kind of it's it, you know it's not necessarily painted in a particular way, like aesthetically, it becomes something else when the car passes through the painting and kind of morphs into that. I'd never really understood, but when you get selected to be an art car artist, because obviously it only happens every sort of, it's periodically, it's not even annually, obviously, because you couldn't do this annually, but there's a committee of people and they're often like museum directors from all over the world. So Hans Orokobist is one of them, but there was one of the judges who has sadly passed away, Arqui Enwesor, and he, described your work in such a beautiful way and it was talking about a dynamism in form and I thought it was such a great sort of turn of phrase because I'd always tried to explain how I felt about the work and his description of it I thought will really last and it's sort of like a really beautiful thing that he said about your work before he sadly passed away Mm. Um, but this really is that isn't it it's like this is literally going to be dynamism in form it's like wild it's I mean but that's also the car yeah yeah, (laughs) the car does that yeah I like it being referred to as a rolling sculpture that's how they've referred to all these art cars oh, yeah. in, in history, and I think that's wonderful because so many people might discover your work through the car who might not be aware of your work. I know that everybody, we <laughs> yeah, all know yeah, your work, yeah, yeah. but there must be people who love cars who would go to the man's and would, might not know anything yeah. about art, yeah, yeah, yeah. and suddenly they're going to see something like this and be like introduced to your work. That's wild. Yeah, but also I, I love the interplay of the two, that, that, that something can happen, this, because this is really this other form, right? This real, like motorsports by the, as, a, as a form, but uh, the actual object of cars and cars as aesthetic objects. They've been part of, the, of a design, you know, something that we've been paying attention to for a long time. And yeah. only in the last 20 something years, I feel the, the design of the cars have become so monotonous and there's a hegemony to how all these cars are kind of put together in a way. And there's a lot of reasons for that. But part of that is also like the, the kind of the amount of 
of vehicles that are on the road, right. but then also the problematics of like cars. And, Sustainability. Yeah, exactly. But how that's changing, it's rapidly changing. What happens in this kind of area, again, it's again going to a new, it's like, it's like a place of dreams again. It's this place yeah. of basically a rocket on the ground. It's like, and so the people who who are lost in that and appreciate that, there's this other space that the painting or conceptual art or aesthetics can participate in this, and and the imagination can participate in it very differently. Like that to me is where it's exciting. It's, yeah. the, it's the kind of bringing these two worlds together. Yeah. What was it about cars growing up that you liked then? I just liked. Oh, I mean, I, I I liked cars. My father likes cars. My brother loves cars. My nephews love cars. My kids don't. <laughs> so they're yeah, really they unimpressed. Haven't seen, they haven't seen yeah, mummy's car yet. Yeah. They've not seen this one. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, I, I don't know. I think I think it's also like um, again, there there's certain kind of objects that would carry these ideas, these 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 kind of desires in them. Yeah, they 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 about mobility, about uh, travel, about kind of fantasy, and there's this other emotional space in the, that that cars can carry and project and. And I think you've seen that manipulated a lot in, as a consumer kind of project, but there's something else that existed before that. And actually, cars have kind of undermined. Like, you're seeing new things happen now with electric vehicles, and yes. you're seeing design have a bigger play in terms of a new type of fantasy, new type of projection of a future, all these ideas that are kind of brought into that. That disappeared for a while. They just became utilitarian vehicles. Mm-hmm. And I think that's when all of that fantasy kind of fell off. And I think we're getting back into this new stage in design with cars that do, do something else. And this is highly elevated and highly visionary, really, I yeah. mean, and, and imaginative. Oh. And it's great to sort of spark that joy within all of us, to yeah. see this object, this car, this sculpture. <laughs> you know, we should walk around it. Keep but, the dreams but alive. It does sort of wake you up, doesn't it? It's almost like getting shaken a wow. bit. Yeah. I, was, I don't see it so like much, a... though, like a sculpture. That's oh, the really? thing. Yeah, yeah, I know yeah, yeah. the car project, but it, to me, I feel like sculpture is really something that does something specific. I think this is really still a, a vehicle. It's a, a useful car. object, yeah. yeah. It's a, yeah. You know, it's different in that sense. Not that sculpture can't be, but it's a tool. You know, there's a lot of, there's a different kind of intention here. This looks like a helicopter, the cockpit, yeah. doesn't it? Have you sat in there, obviously? Yeah. So and what's cool. it like? Just It's completely tight in there. It's <laughs> <laughs> and, scary and, tight. Yeah, and it's, it is shocking how, this is the bottom of the car. This is where the road is. Like, this is what, how many centimeters? 10 centimeters off the road? That's mm. wild. And that's the bottom. That's where the driver's sitting, like. Literally it's like a little on the ground. Isn't it? On the ground, yeah. going how many, how fast? But that makes me think about the velocity of it and yeah. the speed, because yeah. obviously they need to go really fast. Yeah, and so they're, sitting, they're sitting that close to the ground, going that fast. Yeah. Wowzers. So they have to be insane, right? But also all your mark making <laughs> then also yeah. adds into that speed, doesn't it? Because it's kind of all visually part of this. Yeah, and I, there's something also like about the kind of putting together this thing, a hybrid, but also that idea of like, how do we build something else? And how do you take from the detritus of the, the you know, the, the detritus of the past and put together something else to, to project some other kind of future into a possibility? And this is, in many ways, I think this is what the car is also trying to do. Do you have favorite moments on, on well, we're the, trying to we're body. trying to make it so that it all works right now. Yeah. But yeah. It, so what has been the the? <laughs> my favorite moment right now is the hood. Right. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh my God, this is so. The back bold. is wild. It's yeah. almost like a kind of. Um, it makes me think of an aeroplane, like a paper aeroplane yeah. when you're a kid. Right. Do you know what I mean? But it's that, got that, and that, and that levity. Of, and yeah, that levity and that form of inventive kind of like imaginatory play, right? Yes. Like, yeah. How can we make it seem even more zoomy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give it more speed, and then also it's somewhat self. It almost feels like it's self-combusting. 
What's been the biggest challenge? The colours are amazing. Getting it to... You know, I don't know. The biggest challenge was just wrapping up my head around it, I think, at the beginning. And then since then, it's just been... We've been just playing and, and enjoying the process. And Jackie's been amazing in the computer. Claire and Jackie helping me, you know, pushing what could be possible with it. I'm really interested in this, ba- this merging as well of, like, kind of art and creativity in the sense of what you do versus the art of what the technicians do and the kind of scientific mm. meeting the artistic brain in a way, those two art, things. Yeah. yeah, and the innovation on both sides. But totally. How that meets. What's that been like? Have you, do you I mean, feel that, like you're learning? That's like, yeah, I'm learning. It, well, I feel like I'm learning a lot, but it's this, this appreciation for everybody's attention to detail and invention in how do you make a car lighter, how do you make the car faster, even these different elements that I never realized were so important. Like we were just talking earlier about balancing the car so that they so that one company doesn't have such an advantage over the others. The batteries are all the same, from what I understand on all the hybrids. And there's elements that they have to fit within a certain kind of threshold. The, like these edges on the fin and things that like reduce the kind of aerodynamic kind of advantage that one car can have over another. So so it becomes this place of like there's a level playing field to some degree and then there's it's really the skill and the capability of the vehicle and the team the team being all of those all of those i mean i don't know how many hundred are on this team like it's huge how many layers 60 are, people i think they were yeah, saying wow. or something like that. how many layers are we away from the finished car i don't know you don't know <laughs> this is very we're much a work in, in progress still, yeah, we're really like the only thing that feels really finished to me and resolved is the hood right let's look at the hood let's go to the hood <laughs> <laughs> so what so what I mean, that's just me, wow. maybe because it's also the point of entry, the beginning of it. But that feels like, and, and we'll, they still will wrap the kidneys, so it really feels like you're being, the whole painting is, has, the car has been like in the space of the painting and sucked through it. When you made this painting, can you remember making it? And yeah. what, um, it's part of a series, of course, but what were you thinking and feeling when you actually made that work? Because I know at the core of your work, there's a kind of, a storytelling in a way, but a kind of activism and a, so uh, political, political yeah. topics. And I think you were looking at the wars that were happening around the yeah. world and all these kind of turbulence that the world is in right now and always kind of a, in a yeah, kind of yeah. state. Yeah. Um, I think turbulent, that's the word we can talk about rather than the specific images that went into making the painting because I think they're so, so far from what the image is now and sure, what, sure, what sure. the painting's doing on the car. But it's that form of that turbulent f- space Again, the space of the glitch and the space of, of, of trying to decipher something that you can't really decipher. And one of my interests in the blur and then how that comes back. How, do, how does that materialize again? Can you see this thing or does it like... And when they, the, the cars go by on the track, it's like... <laughs> so fast. So, you know, for me, I think... I'm, rather than the actual image that went into making the painting, because when you're standing in front of a painting, you're looking at a pictorial space. It's a very yes, different kind of... Ex- this is not that. Become something else. This has yeah. become that. So these are where... How do the marks manifest something else? How yeah. does... And, and I think it becomes more about, like, about what happens inside that, inside that kind of space of speed and, again, the blur and the, the, the kind of illegibility in that space, like how, you, how, you have, how it's something that's much more visceral and felt as opposed to something that you can see and kind of try to use any form of rational brain with, you know what I mean? Great, yeah. yeah. It makes total sense because your work contains such movement and a velocity and a, and a disorientation as well, and this car yeah, speeding past you will be disorientating, <laughs> you know, and it just, it's yeah. like your, your art has come to life. 
Thanks. Yeah, it's amazing. Well, Are you going to be it, there? It, it, yeah, I'm going to be there. Yeah, you're, you're not going to drive. No. <laughs> <laughs> this is Le Mans, the the race. The, the race. The race. The, the race. race. Capital T H E. And, and hopefully we the car will do well. That's the idea. Like really try not to sacrifice the performance and, and capability of what the car can do. You know. <laughs> I was just thinking that the drivers' psychology—they must feel great going into this car because it looks so cool. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Hopefully, it's like they can, it can distract the other drivers. Oh yeah, yes. <laughs> have you They're designed, so focused. Come on. Have you designed a helmet as well for them? Or? Oh, I would like to. Yeah. Okay. There we go. BMW people. <laughs> Amazing. Well, thank you so much for this. This is uh, an exclusive, and it's wonderful. And I've got goosebumps. It's totally overwhelming, actually. I just can't believe it's real. I feel like we're in a sort of, you know, we are in a secret factory. I feel like a, <laughs> yeah, feel like a kid. Is. And we, we're out here, I right? It's wild, isn't it? But that's the feeling that, that, that it inspires everyone involved in this project, whether they're the ones like the engineers, the people wrapping the car, I mean, the artists who were working on that, the, the mechanics, there's so much, because it's unique. It's not like they're, it's a factory yeah. project, you know? They're, it, they're really sculpting it. They're really building it. They're putting these parts together so specifically and then testing it and so many elements that go into coordinating all that. It's just phenomenal. Have and it, it, it does create that vibe of feeling like a kid. Like, yeah, it like, really does. You don't get that that often, that kind of... So that's kind of a wonderful thing. Would you have ever imagined doing this as a no. kid or when you were growing up? It yeah, just seems yeah, like... Yeah. This is like totally another world, isn't yeah, it? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Surreal. Well, that's very cool. Well done to BMW. Have you yeah. found it hard to keep it quiet? Happen. Yeah. Have you been sport? Do you have to like keep no, it? No, they made an announcement. Now. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, yes, that's right. The Guggenheim. Yeah. How yeah. was that? Great. It was, again, a, a different way to be in that space. Yeah, and we're going to come to the Pompadour and see you there. One more question. Okay, cool. then. So the art car model that you said you were living with for a while and you're looking at the painting and then they gave you a model, is that just like a plain white or black yeah. model so car? Yeah, so it's one metre. This car, I think, is five. Right. Right? Five metres. And the, and the model is one metre. Scale one down. Fifth, yeah, one right. fifth scale. And I basically had it in the studio for a long time and then um, I had it near that painting. And it was actually maybe then that I started to... But of all the paintings that I was working on, I thought I will use part of a painting because part of the reason for that too is that I couldn't paint directly on the car because of weight. So, we want, so because oh, of that, like back in, like, you know, uh, you saw some of the cars. Where, we saw David Hockney's. So he painted right on painted the car on it, yeah. or Warhol painted. Yeah. But because of the weight and distribution of weight and those that thresholds are on that, we, they wanted to foil the car. Yeah, it's, it oh, interferes. Yeah, so, so, the so then I had to really heavy. think through how do you deal with the foil? Like how, and so that's been the challenge. That's one of the other challenges we're dealing with now. We started with a matte foil and we've just now... Put, they've put on a gloss coat to see, and I think that works much better yes. than, I love than the, the matte. Yeah, yeah. I also really love the grid. It's making me think of screen printing, weirdly. Yeah, right? It's got that, yeah, it's got it that feels kind like of that. really print, hand-printed... But, it's, of... but it was hand-printed in the painting and then photographed and then output here. So it does look like a dither yeah. from a screen print, and you see the layers and offset kind of dynamics that happen with screen printing. Yeah, and all the sprayed marks as well. Yeah. It, it's spray paint, is it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So beautiful. Wow. Well, thank you so thank much. You. Thank you. Cheers, everyone. Yeah. Well done. There? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, there we go. It's yeah. really amazing. It's really yeah, incredible, incredible, incredible. We're in the zone. We're in the zone. So that was back in January in Munich with all its snowy romance. And now we are back home. I'm in Margate Russell's in London. And we are speaking to Julie Maratou again, all the way this time from New York. Um, hi, Julie. Hi, Julie. Hi, Rob. Hi, Russell. 
<laughs> um, I mean, that was so good uh, seeing you in Munich. It was such an adventure and so exciting to have that time with you around the car and um, a total pleasure. I mean, ha- how now you're back in New York and the car's complete. It is complete, isn't it? Almost. They're, in fact, Jackie's going back, I think, next week and they're going to do the final wrap because we made edits when we were there on site. And then so they'll finish those. Did it, did, has a lot changed from when we saw you? No, no, not too much. We, we a, a few things. One thing that has changed is that we are coming up with the reversal of the wrap, like the complete um, negative of it. In case there's an accident or one part gets damaged, then the car will permanently change. It will then be wrapped. The part that will be replaced is the is the negative of the colored mark so it'll be all black and white grayscale silver and everything that's black will be white you know so it's like a negative of the film almost like a ghost version of exactly Exactly. that's amazing yeah that's going to be exciting like so there'll be the ghost parts that that get put on to the parts the phantom parts that get put on so the car fundamentally becomes this other kind of remix through the race if it if it does in fact get damaged i mean one hopes it doesn't get damaged. It doesn't. One hopes exactly. it's totally fine, but if it does, then there's a part of <laughs> you that transforms. actually wants it to have knock something off so that you can actually see what this gray scar is going to look like. Yeah, but we're going to make a little model of the ghost car so we can always see it that way and then just pray that it never happens. Because okay, <laughs> we really want it. We, uh, hopefully we'll win, right? I mean, that's yeah. the idea. We're going to yes. win. We're all going to win. We're going to be there cheering. We're winners. We're winners, baby. Okay, I hope. I hope. <laughs> what, was, what was your time like overall then now you've had a bit of distance from it? You know, I think it's what I was talking with you about in Munich. It was just this kind of really wonderful kind of thrilling exploration of like the imagination and what can be possible on something like this and and kind of something that's animated and that's moving with such speed. There's something about that that that, that can you can just play with in a different way. And that's not something that I feel the freedom of in, in a lot of creative work outside of that. Like as much as I want to pl- make paintings and drawings that way. I think there's a different kind of weight to to the work that 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 I do when I when I am in the studio. So something about this kind of a process breaks that up, and there's something wonderful about that. And are you feeling content and happy with what you've created? Is it like does it feel quite meaningful at this point? Um, I feel really like it's it, it it was really thrilling, and and I'm excited to see this and see what it how it how it moves and what it becomes. So I don't know yet about about how meaningful it is. It's just been kind of more, yeah, I, I don't know yet about that part of it. But I do know that it's been kind of this really, like, especially when an aerodynamicist who came in, who's a scientist, who's like helped design the car. And he determined where we can put a wrap, where we can't, where he prefer not to have an edge, where the edge has to go under. All these little things to help make the car as like, aerodynamic as possible and then they were so efficient the car is so efficient that they have to do certain things to to make the car have some resistance so that it can actually fall within the parameters of all the cars that are racing in this category in this class so that just by itself it's like again like that's like childhood kind of dreams right like playing with a rocket on the ground again like those ideas it's like there's something about that play that's really especially in the world we're living in right now that feels somewhat exhilarating as things are so devastating and, and, and depressing, you know? Do you think you'd ever use a car as a canvas again after this project? I mean, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> this is a unique time, unique moment. Yeah. yeah, I think it's really about this being a particular kind of car. And Again, it, it, that, that's part of the reason that it became so exciting and something interesting to me was because it's a prototype. It's a car that... That only exists in this in this way, and for this purpose. 
And what are the next steps now? Because I heard from a little birdie in the BMW headquarters that it's going, the car is going to be shown before yeah, it races. So it's going to be premiered at, at the Pompidou. They're going to unveil the car there and then do a bunch of, you know, to, like a big program around the car at that point. And then it'll go to Lake Como for some car festival, fancy car festival. I forgot what it's called. <laughs> I just say the fancy cars. <laughs> It's having like a European tour. <laughs> yeah, and then and then it goes to Le Mans. Then it goes into trials, and and they get get you know do all their test runs or whatever else they need to do, and then and then it races mid June. This is May twenty first, twenty twenty four. This year at the Pompidou in Paris, where it's the uh, the reveal, it's the world premiere. But you, you're saying it goes to Lake Como. It obviously goes in the low loader. Is it like its first real yeah. drive is going to be Le Mans? It's not like they're driving it to all these venues, right? No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Correct. It goes in the... And I mean, I, I'm pretty sure they've... I mean, I don't know how this works, but they're testing the car at different times. And I know the car... I watched the car being built. I saw them putting the putting all the parts together when I was at the plant months ago and early, like in late summer. And then, um, and then you saw the car being wrapped at the moment, but the whole car engine and everything was there in the in the garage where we were at Race Spirit after that James Bond drive. <laughs> and I know that this week as well, your um, first design studies for the BMW art car are going to be revealed. So people listening can actually look that up um, online, which is very exciting. And then the world premiere at Centre Pompidou in Paris is in May. And then 24 hours of Le Mans, the race itself happens in June. And I am desperate to be there. So hopefully we can be there with you, like cheering oh on, yeah, cheering yeah, yeah. your car on to win. I hope so. I'd love that. You you yourself, you have a show at the Palazzo Grazzi. You have a, a, a big solo yeah. exhibition in Venice, which opens yes. on March 17th. Is, are you all ready for that? That's only around the yes. corner now. Yeah, yeah. That, that's the other big project that I've been working on the last year, year and a half, um, two years. And and actually, what's exciting about this show is that I've asked seven different artists to show put work in the show with me. So the title of the show is called Ensemble, and we'll, and we'll have to artists that either I've been like Jessica, who I was married to and, and we came up together um, or and so we've known each other for a long time and have been really creatively intertwined or um, Paul Pfeiffer, who I started Deniston Hill with. We've also known each other for, for decades. Uh, Tacita Dean, Nairi Bagramian, Huma Baba. Robin Cost Lewis, the poet. We've so these are all different people that I have co done collaborations with, or conversations with, or been in dialogue with around our work and and building kind of a collective form of discourse between all of us. And so this show will highlight work by all of them as well, and in 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 dialogue with the work with the paintings um, and Amazing. prints. And that will still be up when that. the Biennale opens as well. Yes, it'll be up until I think it closes at the end of the year, like early January. Next brilliant so, so we're yes. gonna be there we can see it yes i didn't yes. realize you were collaborating with other artists because jessica rankin is the artist that i was collecting and then met you back yeah. in my 20s that's yeah, exactly. so cool so i'll get to see jessica's yeah. work as well yes 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 you will um jessica's oh. work and tacita and i, I mean yeah. all of these and and the only brilliant. one who is not a close friend but i've met but who's been a guiding light is david hammond and the <sighs> pinot group has a, a group of that work as yeah, well so we're, right. we're including some hammond's I work that's been david hammond's work influential wow. to me. Yeah. I'm also super excited about what's going to happen, you know, after the race and the workshops that are going to be taking place with artists in eight African cities. I mean, that's just such a brilliant kind of extension of the car project as well. So, was this your initiative? This this um, yes. translocal 
project. Yeah, the Pan-African Translocal Project yeah. workshop. So that came about because early on when the car, when, when this car project came up, it, it wasn't going to be a race car at that time. It was going to just be an electric vehicle. And they weren't, they, BMW was actually planning to move out of motorsports. That changed. And I'm really grateful that changed because then it be, could become really two different projects, like the car, painting the car and, and the other. But when the project was just going to be an electric vehicle, we were, the idea came because there wasn't a race, it wasn't a race car, there wasn't a form for it to compete in, to create some kind of, to, uh, one of the questions I asked was, could I d- create a different kind of project for the car, like a different kind of race? And so c- conceptually thought of the Cairo to um, Joburg, to Cairo to Cape Town route this old kind of transcontinental route across these nine African countries. And I think now the workshops will really be more like six workshops in six different cities. But um, through Deniston Hill, uh, this nonprofit and artist project co- collective and artist residency project that Paul Pfeiffer and myself and Lawrence Chua started in the Catskills, we've been thinking around all since through, through pandemic and, and before really how to rethink um, a lot of the kind of programming we were doing and, and media workshop projects that, that Denison Hill is actually taking on on their own, uh, especially one called the Exodus Media Workshop. So this project kind of comes out of that, um, is, a, is, is thinking about that, but, try, but re- really rethinking it through the African continent and through the African context where you don't have the same form of uh, sharing of uh, uh, like the same type of infrastructure to share kind of an intellectual and, and creative kind of project instead of like with each other in, in, a, in a very local way in regions. And to, outside of a few film festivals, the form of like collective kind of grouping and getting together and being able to, to share information, to be able to uh, interrogate the media landscape we live in, to be able to think of original content and, and in terms of both TV, all forms of me- streaming kind of... Oh, so it's, you know, it's media-based. It's, it's like a media it ecosystem that you're trying yeah. to... Yeah, encourage really, and strengthen. Yeah, yeah really film and t- yeah, f- different kinds of, whether it's art house kind of cinema kind of work or whether it's um, art projects like, you know, move, like video and film in, in, wow. in, within a, a museum context or whether it's like, you know, a larger kind of original content forms for television and, and forms like that. And a lot, you'll see it on the continent, a lot of the, that type of programming is bought by Europe or is, you know, recently Netflix Africa and, and Amazon just divested, just cut so many programs that they were going to fund on the continent to focus more on the European market. And this is devastating for so many artists who are on the continent trying to build new forms of, um, of content. And so I think this, pro- this project is really to work with artists and, and build workshops to really study this, this environment and this ecosystem on the continent and to invest in a new form of infrastructure where that can happen just like on a, on a, on a local platform, but also wow. something that can be kind of shared elsewhere. And this starts but in 2025? End of 24, but we're, we're, we should have our first convenings this, this year after the race. Well, that fall. sounds incredible. Absolutely incredible. Yeah, working with a great team, Marad Mandefro is is and and Lacey Schwartz are leading it, and they will be. I worked with them originally in the production of Defret, the film that I not produced but executive, whatever you call it, help fund. Exactly. You know, they yeah, they yeah. produced it, but that that was a really important film and um for Ethiopia, and they went on to start a major um, television station in Ethiopia with original content and and acting, and it did very very well. And so there, she's. They are actually producing the project with us, with Deniston Hill and BMW on the continent. 
Awesome. Well, it's not that long now until May, and I'm yeah. getting very overexcited, as you can see, <laughs> um, to see the car. And um, thank you so much for this yeah, wonderful um, real privilege, time Julie. with you. It's been so thank great you. to reconnect. And, yeah. Very much so. And thank you both for your enthusiasm around it. It's, it's <laughs> and, all, uh, we, we never apologize for having enthusiasm. It's all we have. It's all we are. We just, we just, <laughs> we have. <laughs> it's all we have. Yeah. No, but but tr- truly, this is such a unique project, and, and you're such a fantastic travel as an artist and just to be able to connect yeah. with you on this level at this point is is very exciting for us and a real privilege so thanks and also Thank make you. sure if you're listening to this and you're able to uh, get to venice make sure you see julie's incredible show which is also very generous because it's platforming other artists that yeah. have been connected to julie's work um in a very integral and important way so thank you to everyone oh, at BMW. big shout out also to uh, at bmw group culture yeah and thanks do. for supporting the arts in the way they do because i do think it's philanthropy really in a really um important way that's kind of helping to create new ideas it's not just sort of a simple thing it's actually very complex and um, i'm very excited about the workshops starting at the end of the year co-hosted by julie meritu and bmw together so we'll be back very soon thank you for listening thanks julie and um thanks bye. you you're a thank legend you. Bye. thank you thank you both <laughs> okay. of you too bye, bye. You've been listening to Talk Art with Robert Diamond and Russell Tovey. Follow us on Instagram at Talk Art, where you can view images of all artworks discussed in today's episode, with music by Jack Northover. Subscribe to Talk Art at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Acast, or wherever it is that you get your podcasts. Give us a rating and write us a comment. Thanks for listening.